You're listening to Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with your boy Eman. Yo, what is up, everybody? Your boy Eman coming at you from the Average Joe Sports Talk Podcast with another episode. Took a little bit of a break, you know, a spring break down here in South Florida. Had to take the family off for vacation. Time got a little consumed. Got to live a little, you know, got to leave some family time apart from just work and 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 sports. But a lot of things have been going on. I've uh, been keeping a close eye on free agency. If you follow me on Twitter, uh, check out my um, my handle on the description of this and my link tree. Uh, you'll be seeing that I've been, I've been a lover of free agency, tweeting a lot, you know, sending some news, making my own stuff. There's been a lot of insane changes, right? There's so many, you know, the Devontae Adams move, you know, Russell Wilson getting traded going to the Denver Broncos. Of course, Tyreek Hill, nobody saw that coming, all right, getting traded. Uh, to the Miami Dolphins, and then signing one of the richest non-quarterback contracts, okay, per year, $30 million a year. I think it was 120 or 150 for four years, something like that. And it came out to like 50 when if it was all paid and done. And with that being said, I'm going to focus on one particular whole scenario, this whole Miami Dolphins scenario. Honestly, I think there's no other player in the NFL that has – more pressure than to Tua Tonga Bailoa. Tua time. There's no excuse for Tua time right now. I know Russell has a lot of big shoes to fill uh, coming from we're trying to repeat with that program, but it has, nothing has been done since Peyton Manning won a championship there before that Elway. So he has a pass. I understand uh, Brady coming back again, trying to, trying to make that run all over again. That's a lot of pressure on Brady, but you know what? Not as big as Tua. Needs to understand the Miami Dolphins have mortgaged their whole future, all right, into Tua Tonga by law. We know what the Miami Dolphins' problems were on the Flores defensive team, kind of not as loose offensively. Flores is gone. We know the whole deal with Flores and the lawsuit, and he thinks he was wrongfully terminated. Regardless of that, in comes Mike McDaniel's right, whiz kid. You know, he does look like a nerd, but. Uh, coming from the Kyle Shanahan school, the offensive coordinator for the the 49ers, you know, whiz kid with all the plays, the new Sean McVay, uh, you know, all these running schemes that were crazy in uh, San Francisco is bringing them to, he's bringing it to Miami. He said Tua is his guy. And let me tell you something. Offense, Miami Dolphins have a lot of offense. There's no doubt about it. They spent a lot of money. And we're going to break this down real quick. Look, they did... They spent a lot of money on that offensive line, especially left tackle, where Tua was suffering a lot last year. The Tyreek Hill trade, which shocked the world. Um, and look, they, they spent a lot of money. Let me just break down some of the biggest signings. First of all, we know 120 for four years for Tyreek Hill, by the way. Um, and he had a bunch of it guaranteed. Four years for Tyreek Hills, they gave up uh, like five number, they're like five picks, one number two. Uh, number one and number two and number three this draft, and I think in a four and a five or a four and a six in the next in 2023. But they just re-signed Xavier Howard, Howard today to a two-year 50 million. You have to sign that guy, man. He's just nasty. Uh, Armstead, Teron Armstead, a lot of money to protect Tua. All right. They also forgot about Cedric Wilson that they got from Dallas, another speedster wide receiver. Another left tackle, Connor Williams. All right. They brought in Teddy Bridgewater as a safety net. You know, Teddy Eddie has been a winner. The problem with Teddy has been availability, not ability. But that puts a lot of pressure on Tua because you have a veteran quarterback that when he starts and he's healthy, he wins. 
that's a safety net for Mike McDaniels, all right? They signed Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, all right? Mostert is a stud when he's healthy. But again, his problem is not ability. It's availability for Mostert. The guy's nasty when he's healthy. If this guy can play a full season, he would put up maybe not Jonathan Taylor numbers, but man, he'll put up some crazy, crazy numbers, man. I think because he could catch it, and the guy's a beast running it. And then Chase Edmonds is a nice uh, pass catching back and can also run it. So Mostert, Edmonds fit in that scheme that Mike McDaniels is so used to running in San Francisco. So that's a lot of, that's a lot of pieces. You strengthened a lot the O-line for Tua, especially the left side where, you know, he's a lefty. You brought in not just Tariq Hill, but Magic, him and Jalen Waddle. Him and Jalen Waddle, man. Probably the two fastest wide receivers in the NFL. Two masters of yards after catch. All right. They eat after catch. Two of the best in the game. The kid is, I'm on the water, was only a rookie, but what he did last year was insane with a pretty, pretty bad team. Cedric is no slouch. I keep forgetting they still got Devontae Parker and they franchise tag Gasecki. You know, Gasecki would be the third best receiver. Gasecki got great hands. And he is fast, can run some great routes, athletic. You know, he is a great tight end. And now he's a third option. While last year, at one point, he was even the number one option in some games. But Tariq Hill, Waddle, and Gasecki as your big three in your offense, pretty nice. With Chase Edmond, Mostert, and I believe Gaskin is still around. But either way, he has a lot of pieces. Again, they got Gasecki, all right, and we keep forgetting about the the other the other pieces they had already. But with Gasecki, adding Cedric Wilson, that's huge. They resigned Preston Williams, which is still in the contract. I'm sorry. You also got. They also signed Trent Sheffield. I don't know. I think this is just a favor for uh, from Mike McDaniel to this kid because he's gonna be a wide receiver for the 49ers. But they're deep. They are really really deep. They're really, really deep. It's, it's, it, it, they are, they have a great, the Dolphins have a lot of offense. They're super, super deep. Therefore, the excuses for Tua are, have to be, have to be all gone. They're giving him weapons. They're enforcing the O-line. And he has a coach that is a truly offensive-minded coach. There's no defense coming from Mike McDaniels, I'll tell you that much. That tells you that the Dolphins have confidence in Tua, but also the Dolphins are telling him, it's do or die, big dog. It's do or die. They went to the bat with for him. They got rid of a coach because of probably difference between the owner and their views on Tua Tagovailoa as being the man. But that's a lot of pressure. That's a lot of pressure on Tua, man. Tua's numbers don't fly out the page, right? What did he do last year? Last year, he... Um, what was he threw for 16 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in 10 games? That's not a franchise quarterback. All right. That is not great numbers. He's they're good numbers. All right. They're Kirk Cousin numbers. All right. They're not a franchise quarterback type of numbers. All right. He hasn't proven to be nowhere near the level of uh Herbert, who were drafted in the same class. Okay. Um, and again, it's for his career, he's had 27 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Now, this year. The pieces they added, right? Waddle, we knew why they drafted him. From Alabama, he works with Tua because that's kind of the offense he ran. Give it to his wide receiver, let him do all the work. Now, Tariq Hill 
into the mix, look, they're giving him the type of players that he was used to playing with in Alabama. Monsters after the catch. Monster, uh, yard monsters, I'm sorry, after the catch. And there's none better than Tariq Hill. And even, and then Waddle, just in the one-year sample that we've had. We've had. Tua is do or die for Tua time, man. Because if Tua doesn't make it, it's bye-bye Tua time. I think that's just the bottom line. He is, to me, the player in this offseason, in this free agency, that has the most pressure to succeed than anybody. Than anybody in the league. I don't care. Anybody, this kid has the most pressure out of any player in the league. I know we got some guys that changed teams, man, and I got got a got a proof and got a got to show that they were the man then and they're the man now. And Tua is the opposite. They're giving him the keys to the Ferrari. All right, he's crashed it a couple of times. Parents still have confidence and bought him another Ferrari. Here you go, son. Here's your brand new keys, but don't fuck this one up because guess what? We're taking the keys away. All right, we're taking the keys away from the Ferrari, and you're never driving it again. I know, crazy analogy for Tua. But yeah, that's that's what I think. It's uh, last chance for Tua time. It is what it is. Your boy E-Man said it. It is what it is, man. Tua is the toughest, has the toughest challenge and the most pressure out of any, any player to perform in the NFL right now for next season. All right, let's uh, move on to some NBA. And earlier today, LeBron James decided to do what LeBron does, you know, be funny. Uh, trying to make sure he has to please everybody and make everybody laugh and make himself the center of attention, decided to uh, put a tweet out there that said, I'm officially, I'm out, I'm sorry, I'm out for the season officially. See y'all in the fall. Emojis of the of the crown and, you know, and a peace sign, you know, and deuces. And of course, you know, he has to make sure that he's still relevant and, and everybody understands that, you know, he's still the league and, and, and everything revolves around LeBron James. Obviously, this is a April Fool's joke, no doubt about it. I actually retweeted that. I quoted it and said that he should really consider retiring because the Lakers will not make the playoffs with or without LeBron. I am going to stand by that. I've been very adamant about this team and of the Lakers. If you go back to my archives and check the beginning of the year, the free agency episodes, I have done a few episodes on the Lakers, all right, with the whole thing, and I am 100% on boat, that right now they just they lost the other day. They fell to number 11 and are falling out the play-in tournament. There's like six games left in the season, if I'm not mistaken. Let me see how many how many games are left. I think the Lakers have, yeah, they, they have six games uh, left right now in the season. And look, they've been playing horrible. I know Anthony Davis is out. LeBron has set a couple of games out with some injuries back and forth, but it doesn't matter. This team is a complete dumpster fire. We knew that from the beginning of the season. And I remember how he said right out the free agency, he went out there and said, oh, keep laughing about the age of this team. We're going to be a problem when we get back. We're going to be a problem in the regular season. All year long, we've had issues with Vogel, issues with Russell Westbrook. No surprise there. Uh, come on, man. It, it is. It is. It, it kind of all self-destructed when they asked Westbrook the other night after that horrible loss that um, if they're going to make any changes to make the playoffs. And they were like, no, we're not going to what changes should we do? Something like that. You know, I mean, it's self-explanatory. Um, it's like, we're just going to keep playing our game. I mean, crap, your game has, their game has been horrible. 
and they've suffered. Right now, they're sit at number 11, six game left. Uh, LeBron, of course, has to still have the last laugh regarding to making sure that, you know, he, because his team is not really making national news on a, on a dominant stage. I think, like he thought it was going to be, and of course, I mean, LeBron makes a horrible GM because he influenced a lot of these free agent signings, all right? The trade for Westbrook, his boy Melo coming back. I mean, uh, what, they had DeAndre Jordan before that. I mean, Dwight Howard. There was a lot of bad signings, man, all right? He, he I, there's no knock. LeBron James hates playing with young players. That's why he's traded everybody, all right? Ingram, he forced Ingram out of here. Lonzo, I mean, I don't care about broke shot. Lonzo's more hurt than, than available anyway. But uh, Kuzma last year, look, it is what it is. I am going to stand by that the Lakers are not going to make the playoffs. With six games left in the standings, the Lakers at number 11 are, have the same record as the Spurs. But the big difference so far I've seen that uh, the Lakers on the road are 11 and 27. All right. The other two teams, the uh, Pelicans are number nine. Right now, we'll be playing in the play in tournaments against number 10. Uh, they're 15 and 22 away. They're six and four. They're in the last 10. And this is a team without Zion Williamson. All right. I think they've, they've definitely had a little bit of a resurgence with uh, uh, CJ McCollum uh, getting traded. Uh, the Spurs, you know, it's all coaching, bro. They really don't have anybody there. They just, they just win. All right. Uh, they're also six and four in the last 10. The Lakers are two and eight in the last 10, lost four in a row. If they keep playing this way, they're, they're, they're going to, they're going to bomb. They're going to bomb because they need to win four of the last six. If they're going to have a chance of making this play in spot at number 10. Okay. Um, and look, as it stands right now, the Lakers have a game with the Pelicans tonight. That's, that's a huge game because. You know, one wins, the other one loses. It, it moves them up in the play-in standings, right? Then they face the Suns. That's a loss. They're going to face the Thunder. That's 50-50, all right? Uh, the Nuggets, that's a loss. The Warriors, in without Steph Curry, that's kind of 50-50 in them because the, the, the Warriors are playing really bad. Then the Nuggets, again, that's another loss. There's possible four losses out of these six games right here. The Lakers, two to the Nuggets. The Thunders is 50-50, okay? They could lose to the Pelicans as well. Uh, with that being said, the right now the um, the Pelicans have remaining the Lakers, which they play today. They play the Kings. That's a win. That could be a win. Pelicans and Grizzlies. I think the Grizzlies are going to take this one. Pelicans and Clippers, fifty-fifty. Trailblazers, fifty-fifty. Most likely a win because you know there's the Trailblazers trade everybody. Pelicans and Warriors, that could be a win by the Pelicans. So, look, the Lakers by far have a better schedule than the Pelicans. The Spurs, all right, you got the Trailblazers. Right now, the Spurs are leading tonight. They're leading 39-31. That, that's a win. I think the Spurs can take that one out. Lost to the Nuggets, 50-50 with the Warriors. Trailblazers and the Spurs again, I think that's a win. Timberwolves, I think the Spurs can pull that one off. And depending if they rest Luka for the last game of the season, that that's a big that could that could be 50-50. Uh again, uh, LeBron James, man, he likes to just go out there, tweet his thing, do what he needs to do. Uh just make sure that the world understands he's still the center of attention because he hasn't done any he's he's had a great single season by far. I think LeBron James, like if you listen to my previous episode, should be considered for the MVP regardless of team record, team record because what he's doing at age 37, 38, uh, don't quote me on the age. Exactly, he's having his best statistical career 
and the numbers are insane. He's the only reason why that team, that team at least, right, dude, at least has 31 wins. It's not because it's been completely, it's been a really horrible, horrible watch for the season. You know, again, they're not going to make the playoffs. I'm even going as far as saying that they may not make the play-in tournament. Because if they make the play-in tournament, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. All right, either way. But I don't know. if they, They're going to be out of the play-in tournament as well. They're out now, and I think they're going to stay there. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm standing by it. But again, just wanted to throw a little bit in there. Uh, real bad year for the Lakers. Good year for LeBron. Uh, but the NBA, uh, the NBA is brutal, man. It's, it's rough. I feel kind of bad for LeBron, man. Even though I'm, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a big fan of LeBron. I'm, a, I'm a, you know, I'm an MJ guy. Not hating, just stating. And people get get me on that all the time. But I think uh, this team was a disaster from the beginning, and it's being and the proof is in the pudding. I've been pre- preaching this all year long, multiple episodes, early on since free agency, and it's you know it's coming true. I mean, it, you don't have to be a rocket science to predict that this team was going to be bad with the way it was. But again, the Lakers right now sit at number 11 in the playing tournament, and I think this team is not going to make the postseason. And most likely, strong chance they may not make the play-in tournament. All right? That's all I got for today. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, again, check out. This is going to be on my YouTube. This is going to be a video podcast and also through all my uh, other mediums, you know, uh, Spotify, Apple, uh, of course, Anchor, and every other any other place where you get your podcast, the link tree will be at the bio. Hey, hit me up on Twitter. Follow me, your boy E-Man. Uh, it's gonna, it's here to stay, baby. Thank you for listening, everybody. I appreciate the love, the views, and the um, and the listens. I appreciate the downloads. Signing out. Average Joe Sports Talk. Peace.